I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, Views, of the newspaper. The monsoon session of parliament kicks off on September 14th, Monday. There has been controversy about the session. First, parliament has not met since March, right before the lockdown was announced, and there have been demands about how it is important for the country to be discussing crucial issues in the highest temple of democracy, the parliament. But because of the pandemic, there were restrictions that had to be followed, there were social distancing guidelines that had to be put in place, and both the Speaker of the Lok Sabha and the Chairman of the Rajya Sabha, the Vice President of India, have spent a lot of time, along with Secretariat officials, in devising a framework where both houses can meet, but social distancing guidelines can be implemented. It is in this backdrop that Parliament is meeting. The government in this period has promulgated 11 ordinances which it wants to get cleared as legislations in this session of the House. The opposition, for its part, wants to raise a range of crucial national issues and corner the government. In this edition of Q&A, I'd like to focus on the three big issues which warrant discussion in Parliament. To begin with, what is the top national security crisis that India faces at the moment? There is little doubt that the Chinese are present in Indian territory across the line of actual control. They have mobilized, they have intruded into Indian territory, they have violated border pacts. In the Galwan clash of June 15th, 20 Indian soldiers died. There has been firing. Gunshots have been fired after 45 years across the LAC. The situation remains tense and grim. There have also been military and diplomatic talks. Several rounds of military commander-level talks on the ground. Talks between the National Security Advisor and the Chinese Foreign Minister. Talks between the Defence Minister on both sides. And most recently, talks between the Indian External Affairs Minister S. J. Shankar and his Chinese counterpart. The opposition will ask the government what is going on. How did the Chinese come in? Where are they at the moment? What are the tools that India has used to repel Chinese incursions? What are the diplomatic, military, economic measures that India is taking? The government has a case and the government will have to provide its response to many of these questions. This is important because it will also give the rest of the country clarity on the nature of the incursions. The immediate priority right now for the country, as External Affairs Minister Jay Shankar has repeatedly said, is getting disengagement and then de-escalation done. This requires China to pull back. 
India has adopted, as an earlier edition of QA also mentioned, a range of measures. It has diplomatically sought to cement international partnerships. It has militarily mobilized at the LAC. More recently, it has occupied strategic heights on the southern banks of Pangong So. It has taken economic measures from banning digital apps to quite clearly hinting that Huawei is not going to have it easy to be eligible for 5G trials in India. It has also continued this path of dialogue with China. All of this has not yet changed Chinese behavior. But the message that the external affairs minister gave to his Chinese counterpart on Thursday was simple. The state of the border cannot be delinked from the state of the relationship. If the border is tense, if the border is, does not see the peace and tranquility that had been promised in border agreements between India and China, then the entire relationship will get jeopardized. This, therefore, is the key on the India-China question. Will China understand that the costs of antagonizing India for this limited territorial incursions that it has just conducted is worth it? Or will it decide that it is not worth it and pull back accordingly? This is a question that will come up in Parliament and it would be best if the opposition responsibly asks these questions and the government transparently provides all the answers. What is the biggest public health crisis that this country has faced in decades? The answer is obvious, the coronavirus pandemic. The opposition is going to ask tough questions. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, to his credit, was among those leaders in the world who took early action. There was a stern 68-day lockdown. There have been different phases of this unlocked process and all activities have still not resumed. All of this was predicated on the assumption that cases in India will then become manageable. Today, however, India has overshot Brazil as the country with the second highest number of cases in the world. On a daily basis, India has the highest number of cases in the world. Something is not right. The good news is that India's death rate, fatality rate is low. Lower than many other countries which have seen high incidence of cases. But the bad news is that the number of cases have kept increasing. The health infrastructure is still not completely able to absorb the scale of the pandemic, other health services have got affected and there are straightaway economic costs that the country is still bearing because of the health crisis. What is it that the government was thinking when it imposed the lockdown? What was the government thinking when it withdrew the lockdown? Why are the number of cases still so high? Why are certain states in certain regions at the forefront of contributing to India's COVID tally, Maharashtra, for instance? But there are others too. What is the government's strategy in the longer term or in the medium term, given that this pandemic seems to be here to stay till a vaccine comes up? What is India's vaccine strategy going to be? How are we going to ensure that the vaccine, once it is developed, reaches all citizens quickly, efficiently, safely? These are questions that the opposition may ask, but these are issues that the government must address because it concerns all citizens, all Indians, 
who have already paid a very high price because of this pandemic. The government is in a tight spot. This is a difficult situation. No government anywhere in the world of running a country of India's size and scale has been able to overcome all challenges. But it is important that the government very frankly addresses all these issues. What, along with the national security crisis and the public health crisis, is India's third key issue at the moment? As a famous election campaign in the United States had once said, it's the economy, stupid. In the first quarter of this fiscal year, GDP has contracted by 23.4%. The contraction is set to continue. While the government is optimistic there will be a V-shaped recovery, most economists who independently analyze data and look at trends believe that this is not going to be the case. Supply chains remain disrupted. Unemployment is high. The investment climate is grim. People, frankly, don't have the money that they did before March. All of this has resulted in the collapse of demand. And when demand collapses, it's difficult for the economy to revive because it affects a range of other stakeholders in the economy. The government has taken relief measures from providing food grains, free gas cylinders to the marginalized, to announcing a large stimulus. But when the stimulus was broken down, it was discovered that the loan component, credit guarantee schemes, expansion of existing welfare schemes are important elements of this fiscal stimulus. But a straightaway stimulus which can revive demand was still not adequate. There are now demands that the government announced a second large stimulus to revive demand. Unless this happens, we are going to see the Indian economy continue to either contract or grow at a minimal positive rate, which, frankly, is not enough for a country of India's size and aspirations. All these three issues, the national security crisis with China, the public health crisis with the coronavirus pandemic, the economic crisis with our severe economic contraction and rising unemployment and plummeting demand are interconnected. Till India is able to sort out or improve the situation on the health front, till India is able to sort out and improve the situation on the economic front, its ability to pose a long-term challenge to China and thwart China's ambitions will remain limited. Parliament is the ideal place to have a comprehensive discussion on all the multiple crises that India faces. The monsoon session is that moment. That brings us to the end of this edition of Q&A. Please join us next week. If you have questions for us, if there are issues you would like us to engage with, please do write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For those of you who are on social media, we are on social media too, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HD Smartcasts. Till next week, stay safe. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. 
I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.